0: And we're back with episode of Things Explained on the fifth day of the NBA shutdown, and remarkably, we've been able to carry on business as usual at silverscreenandenrolled.com dot com, where I, Christian Rebus, and Harrison Fagan do the mo- most of our work. Harrison, you do all of your work there. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to just
1: write for one place. I can't lie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know how that how that feels. Uh... One day, I'm sure. But I I like writing for the site, and uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed reading the stuff we've been putting out over the past few days. Um, not going to lie to you, it's uh, it's not easy mining for content. Uh, it's like we got the off-season when things usually start picking up, and uh, thankfully Harrison, our fearless leader at Silver Screen and Roll, has all kinds of contingency plans and, and, and content loaded up. <laughs> Uh, but how much longer <laughs> can we can we count on that?
1: I mean, that's the ultimate test. Right. And first of all, I just have to say, like y- you, I, I legally cannot give you a raise. I'm not allowed to. So you don't have to do that every time that you lead me in. Um, but. As far as, like, yeah, I mean, the thing that I'm proudest of is that, like, if I could be earnest for a second, is that none of it has really felt like filler to me. Like, it's not stuff that we would normally be doing at this time of year. I'm not going to lie and say that it's that. But, like, the stuff that we've covered I feel like has either been genuine news or, like, it's been fun kind of editorial. We actually have some fun stuff dropping possibly today um, that I'm not going to spoil on the podcast just in case it gets pushed back to next week. But um, most of the stuff that we've done, I felt like has been like, I mean, it's been enjoyable for me to write like under the circumstances, obviously, but like, you know, doing these look backs at, Lakers and stuff like that like I don't know how long we can keep going full bore and continue to populate the site as much as it normally is during the yeah. season but we're trying to do it for all of you and I think honestly on some level just to prove that we can but <laughs> like uh yeah, yeah I don't know like it's been in a weird way it's been refreshing for right now just because like we've gotten a couple times to like write stuff that has nothing to do with the virus and so that's like nice to escape and remember good times and you know (laughs) historic lakers like i wrote about like best kobe trash talking stories and stuff like that which was really fun like your story on meta world peace and his game seven had me thinking about game seven again and how much fun that was uh like that's honestly my favorite basketball game i've ever watched live
0: yeah it definitely was the my least favorite basketball game i've watched live was 2 years prior to that i just remember it it was bad i was at i was at a cousin's house and i was young everybody else was old and saying swear words i have not heard to this day the combinations yeah, but
1: in 2008, I remember it like making matters worse was I think I made myself so angry that I got a Charlie horse in my leg <laughs> because it just randomly started seizing up and I couldn't move. And so I started screaming curse words and my dad said, it's just a basketball game. You need to calm down. You're grounded for two weeks. Oh, no. um, And so, yeah, so like he was not willing to listen to my explanation that no dad, I was in serious pain, like my leg really hurt. And so, yeah, so that was like that was really injury to insult, really, like (laughs) what, like not only did they lose, but I was in physical pain. And then also I took a personal L. So, yeah, that was a rough one
0: for anybody that hasn't checked in on the site. First of all, how dare you? But uh, second of all, we'll we'll go ahead and fill you in on everything that's been going on uh, over the last few days, starting with the report from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN on Sunday, uh, saying that the NBA might come back in mid-June. It's a tentative plan that NBA owners and executives are bracing for. Uh, but honestly, Harrison, it's it's starting to seem like this date just keeps getting push back further and further first it was a month ban uh now it's looking closer to three months and you know they're talking about the playoffs being played in august and it's it's just it's starting to sound like this is starting to be pushed back to the point where there might not even be a 2019-20 nba regular season
1: yeah, I mean, not to take people from like a really like nice note, I think to lead in the podcast, uh, like to a dark one too quickly, but I- I'm increasingly kind of coming to that conclusion, uh, just based on everything that we're hearing. It's like you said, like there was first there was that thirty day timeline, and I was always like, that seems way overly optimistic, just based on my read of the situation. Was that this was like if you read a lot of this stuff about, like, what uh, like what people who are exp- experts on viruses and on, uh, like, how viruses spread and things like that. Like, they think that this is going to peak in, like, a month, in two months. Yeah. Something like that. Like, this is not going to be at its worst. And so, like, the fact that the NBA just thought that it could just resume in 30 days maybe, I mean, to me, that never felt realistic. It always felt like, you know— your Tillman Fertitas, who basically saying, like, I want to resume these games. I'm losing money. I'm not a real billionaire. Um, <laughs> like, this is seriously, like, I'm going to have to sell my third car or something like that. Like, you know, uh, like, I'm going to have to open up good restaurants to actually make money. Like, <laughs> you know, something like that. And so it was just like these NBA owners that were upset that they're losing money and losing revenue due to ratings and the China stuff already and then getting hit with this. But the thing is, is like, what do you do then okay like let's say that you resume in, thir- in 30 days like what do you do then if another player gets coronavirus you stop yeah. the league again you know what i mean like this stuff is not gonna like it, it, i don't want any other players to get coronavirus obviously but like statistically it is likely that others will other than that's the true. three that have tested positive so far it just is like mm-hmm. that's not something that i'm rooting for statistically it is likely that man meh- that a lot of us probably will. And whether that ends up being life-threatening for each individual or not, like, I don't know. Like, it's going to depend on them and their like their own health and all of that stuff. But as a league that plays, you know... These, like, competitive basketball games up close, guys are breathing on each other. They're yeah. touching each other. They're not maintaining six feet of distance from each other all the time. Like, they're sweating on each other. Like, this was not realistic that they were going to be able to just get everyone, unless they just lock them all in pods in between games, basically. Uh, like, that they were going to be able to keep the league healthy if they did it in 30 days. So, like, we extend that out, and they're saying, okay, mid-June, we're going to return. And stuff like that. Like, okay, I mean, maybe. We don't know where it's going to be in mid-June. No one really does. So, like, maybe that's feasible. I don't know. I'm sure that there's a difference of opinion. But if you get to mid-June and you're talking about that, then there's a lot of other consequences that are going to come. A lot of questions that that raises and a lot of consequences of that. Like, one of the questions is, okay, do you just start at the playoffs? Okay, well, then how does seeding work? Do you just lock in seating based on that? Okay, so the Pelicans are out, and they're not going to be happy about that. And they are going to be some other teams that are – in playoff race hunts that are not going to be happy about just that solution. Okay. Then do you play games? Like, do you not do either ignore them or do you play games? And if you play games like, you know, that takes some more time and then you get the playoffs going. When do the playoffs end? Like, and there's still the concerns about what do you do if somebody else gets this, like when there's no vaccine, and it doesn't have to just be a player, it could be an arena staffer, it could be a coach, and then all of a sudden you're having to watch every single person that came into contact with them, you know, over however many days before and however many days, like, since. And so I just, I th- for me, it's just really, really hard for me to see them actually getting this season going. And like, I hope I'm wrong because it was a great season so far. It was of course, like a super exciting one for Lakers fans and, and for someone that runs a Lakers blog, you know, like, but I'm not rooting for the season to be off by any means. It just seems increasingly more and more likely that that's where things are headed. And even if
0: you have like it, like a, a cure or a vaccine, like, and the only thing I can think of, so forgive me, is uh, in the Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, where they just put out that cloud that cures everybody from being lizard people. Like obviously, the coronavirus doesn't turn people into lizard people, but Bet in a we best case so
1: far, that we,
0: yeah yeah it's still very early. That's the, the next game, evolution. But, <laughs> uh, it, it in a best case scenario where everybody is just cured of it at the same time, it goes away. You still run into issues of booking venues yep. and and finding places to play. And one of the things they've suggested, or, or, or a possibility that's been raised rather, is teams playing in their practice facilities. And at that point, you are playing games without fans, playoff games without fans. And I I just don't see how that gen, like generates any sort of revenue for the league because.
1: I mean, ratings, like it allows them to fulfill their TV contracts so they don't lose money, I guess, like basically. Um, So that's like that's good on that front it allows them to like still like sell ads and like all kind of like stuff like that like they still get to get the product in front of people and there's merchandise sales to be had with that and like it would definitely make you money but definitely not as much as like gate revenue would and so like so yeah that's the other consideration is like when they do resume these games are fans going to be able to be in the building if not like are they having them in the practice facility and like On one hand, I am totally for them having games in the practice facility just because, like, especially if they leave the mics on from normal (laughs) and there's no crowd noise or music in there, like, we are going to hear what LeBron James really thinks of Kawhi Leonard and Patrick (laughs) Beverly and, like, these guys, like— that on one hand like just throw throw it on HBO the whole NBA playoffs and like there we go like now we're cooking with gas like A spring hill
0: they, entertainment production
1: yeah like i'm just saying like maybe the nba to make up some of this loss of revenue like like loss revenue could just mic up all the players and then charge an extra fee in order to, like, you know, listen in on that direct audio. And, like, that's, like, an extra revenue stream. But hey, well, now we're getting, like, way out in tin tinfoil
0: hat conspiracies.
1: No, no, no. These aren't tinfoil hat conspiracies. These are just ideas. I'm just <laughs> – I'm providing these free to the league for all of our benefit. I would be totally in for that.
0: It's um, so funny. because You sound like a used car salesman, and you also look like a used car salesman because you're wearing your Lakers fedora.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, i got to be ready for podcasting and to sell some ideas. So that's why I put this hat on. That's like the real secret origin story behind it. Um, I think, yeah. So like there's all of that stuff as far as like booking venues and like, is it safe to bring fans around? Like right now there are a lot of limits around the country on places like, like having limits of no more, no more gatherings than 50 people. And like some places are imposing curfews and some places are imposing all this stuff. And it still doesn't like address the problem of what do you do if someone else gets it. And it also like, Yeah, like you said, there are revenue questions there of like, is this going to make enough money that it's worth bringing everyone back and doing it? The other thing, there are a couple other things to consider, but one of them is what kind of risk does this put the players under bringing them back like this? Like after they've essentially like the Lakers have been working out on their own, like the team just gave them new guidelines today uh, about like they're only allowed to work on their own out on their own with like with, I think, one assistant coach and they have to do it either at the practice facility or at their home gym and those are the only places that that are approved for them to work out and like they have to keep in contact with the team on a daily basis and so like from what mike trudell of lakers.com wrote the team is like you know they're taking everyone's temperature when they come in the door they're um like they're wiping down basketballs they're hand sanitizing guides immediately after they get out uh, get off the floor and stuff like that so like they're taking precautions for these workouts but that's not an end NBA game. And so you're going to be out of shape for like uh, for returning to basketball. And so how long does that take to get back in shape? Are guys at increased injury risk by not being in full shape and trying to go full bore for playoff games are like, is the product even really going to be worth watching? Like, it's probably going to be really ugly basketball when they first come back, just because Mm -hmm. everyone's going to be rusty and not in NBA shape. And You know, maybe everyone at the same time not being an NBA shape makes that less exposed, but it just doesn't feel like it would be the exact product that we've all fallen in love with. And maybe we're willing to make sacrifices there aesthetically for just to have basketball back. Like, I know I kind of would be. But at the same time, you know, does that put the players more at risk? Like, and if it does, I just think that you can't do it. Like, you know, everybody says, how many years does LeBron have left? Like, you know, you got to give him his one more shot at the title. But at the same time, like, how many more years does LeBron have left? He can't afford another groin injury or another, like, you know, injury, uh, like, overuse injury like that. And I'm not going to say that he's not trying to stay in shape right now. All these guys probably are, but it's just not the same as playing an NBA game. And so, like, that comes with inherent risks there. And do they want to risk the best players in the league playing heavy minutes in playoff games, you know, coming off of not playing NBA basketball at all?
0: yeah cuz it's it's essentially another off season by the time they play again yeah. it'll be the same amount of time as as you know the end of the NBA finals to the start of the season so uh there are definitely downsides to it uh and when we get back from this little break we're going to take uh we're going to see if there are any upsides to to the the upcoming break so we'll be right back So Harrison, we've we've talked about all of the negatives that that come with postponing or even canceling the NBA season and even though it's really hard there has to be like some positives that can come from just not playing any more games. Like I I I I'd have to think like and I think at the top of that list is just public health and safety. If you don't play another game it really is in the best interest of not just the fans, but the players, um, you know, the staff. It it's, it That's ultimately what it boils down to. If you're going to look for one positive there, it's if we get through this, however many months it is, whenever it hits its peak, uh, if you get through that, you have a better chance of playing an uninterrupted season of NBA basketball next year.
1: Yeah, because it's like, it's not just the players. Like right now there have been three and according to all reports, they're all relatively asymptomatic and they're probably going to be okay. So like, that's great news. And maybe it would have been like that for the whole league, but we don't know. And so it's a good thing that they stopped it before those guys contaminated, not just more players, but also like other staffers. Like a lot of coaches are on the older side and they are more at risk for something like this. Players interact with a lot of fans too. And so like, if we are looking at positives, like the NBA definitely put profit over people You know, at the very start of this, when they were playing games, even though the CDC was recommending stuff like the Warriors and uh, I believe the Cavs and Wizards all basically said like to cities that their cities made suggestions like, hey, maybe you shouldn't allow fans in and they were kind of like. Well, are you going to make us? And the cities was like, (laughs) well, not yet. And they're like, okay, well, come back when you're going to make us was essentially like the response from those teams and the response from the whole league, basically, because the whole league heard all of this health stuff and was just basically like, yeah, well, but people aren't going to get sick at NBA games. It's an NBA game. It's fine. It's just like a bunch of people smashed together and close quarter so like the nba didn't do i'm not going to sit here and be one of those people that's like the nba did the right thing they were the first league to shut it down da, 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 da. they were the first league to have a player test positive and at that point yeah. they had no choice but since then i feel like they have made pretty much every move correctly like it do, really doesn't seem like they're trying it seems like silver is basically pushing back on owners who want to rush back into this and who don't want to ta- who don't want to shut down the league and stuff like that Most of the teams are doing the right thing and paying their staffers and keeping them safe from having to go out and search for a job during the middle of a pandemic like the teams that have full time staffers are like having the. It sounds like the Lakers are having theirs work from home. Uh, It's they're they're setting up a fund to pay the arena staffers so they don't have to go look for a new job like you know or at least less of them will have to go look for a new job and so i feel like the league has done a lot of things and that is the first thing that we have to discuss when we're talking about all of this right is like this is a really serious issue and so it's like you said it is good that they decided to just not let it get any further before they uh, before they canceled games because can you imagine the Not just, like, how sad it would be for, like, a bunch of people if they all caught it at an NBA game. But can you imagine, like, how much damage that would do to the league's brand if, like, you know, there had been one of these, like, cluster contagions at an NBA game? And we don't know that there hasn't been and that there won't be a story to come out about that. But it would be horrible. And, like, I'm glad that they stepped in, apparently, before that that could happen.
0: Yeah. and But they don't—I mean, to be clear, though, they very nearly did it because— like right before the the NBA suspended its season, the Pelicans and Kings were set to play an NBA basketball game. Uh and they nearly did. Like the, the They played the first half of it. Yeah. it's it, it's it's insane. It,
1: it took the it took one of the referees having refed a jazz game and the Pelicans <laughs> players being told about that and saying, Yeah, we don't really want to play anymore. It's um, it, them to it's, call that game there were multiple games that finished that night
0: oh yeah yeah and and that's what's crazy to me when when you talk about to, to your point about you know praising the nba for everything it's done i think they went as far as they could before they had to just completely pull back and now that they're out they're they're gonna do you know whatever it is they have to do because I mean, they, they tried they to suck as much money, money out of
1: it as they could before they got sued, and then like like short of getting sued, and then called it basically
0: the Disneyland route. Yeah, a, I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's another yeah, it's sponsor. Linings, we, they don't look lost. as
1: bad as Disneyland right now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, and is am I mistaken when I say Disney World is still open? I believe
1: Disney World is still open. That's crazy. Yeah, I saw a picture. Oh, is it closed? Of- I'm being told it's closed by our <laughs> podcast. <So. laughs>
0: Sources. Sources, yeah, say.
1: Sources, say, <laughs> sources say that Disney World is closed now. Um, yeah, I, I think like as far as I mean, I, I think that's most of what I have on that. But like as far as other positives, I think the one even for everything that I just said about players risking injury by running back too soon, the flip side of that is players that were already kind of injured right now do have a chance to get better. So, like, I could see the argument for either way of this. And, you know, LeBron was dealing with the nagging groin injury. AD has had a shoulder injury. And, you know, and like, uh, I believe he had knee stuff and a rib thing that had been pretty persistent. Was there an elbow? I feel like, God, he's really so, injured. Yeah.
0: Thing here. Anthony Davis hurt his elbow because he smacked it against the backboard. Yeah, Which I is mean, we've totally been totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whom amongst us has not.
1: Yeah. I've like, I, you know, I used to be able to get up there for sure. And like, <laughs> I could at least definitely put my fingertips on the backboard.
0: So, <laughs> but yeah, it is Um, that, that. And I think that's a fair point. And if you really want to go to players getting healthy, you start to look at a player like Kevin Durant or, you know, Demarcus Cousins, even. Being... No,
1: no. <laughs> Marcus Cousins is not going to play. Like I'm just. Everybody asks me every single time that we tweet about the season getting delayed. They're like, "Oh, well, maybe Boogie will get healthy and the Lakers will sign." Like the Lakers are not going to sign DeMarcus Cousins. Okay. In August. I don't think.
0: I don't think the Lakers will sign DeMarcus Cousins in August. That being said, if a team presents DeMarcus Cousins with an opportunity to play NBA basketball in July, I think he takes it. Like. You really Not-
1: think so? I just feel like he'd w- he'd be better off waiting until like the summer and trying to get one last
0: deal. Oh, and right. I, I I agree. I just don't know if he does. Like whenever nothing- the
1: actual summer is. Yeah, yeah. I guess Steve, you're right. Maybe he really does want to come back and like kind of prove everyone who said he couldn't make it back wrong.
0: I think nothing about that interview he did with Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes made me feel like he's wanting to take the cautious approach about this his is a
1: fair dad. point. <laughs> I, I, I guess I assume that there would be enough people around the Lakers and enough people in cousins camp that would exercise caution there. But I do suppose that it is possible that if there's a team that is just like, we want to take a flyer on you, which I don't even really know who that team would be. Cause what's your end game there? Yeah. Like to keep him from re-signing with the Lakers next season. Like, I don't know. Um, is it the Clippers just trying to troll the Lakers? Like, I don't know.
0: Like, <laughs> or the heat. I mean, the heat gave, Andre Iguodala, like a multi-million dollar extension. So, I mean, they're yeah, in I don't business know. Maybe yeah, Pat Riley's
1: really just trying to find anyone who is or was a star at some <laughs> point. Maybe the Rockets decide they need some more size. Like, I, I guess anything is possible. Whoa, okay,
0: now you're now you're talking crazy. The Rockets signing <laughs> somebody over six nine.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like the Rockets would never ever do that. Um, so I, I guess like yeah, I mean. It would be cool if Kevin Durant like came back and like the Nets were like, what are they like a six seed, eight seed right now? Like that would be that would be kind of cool. But I think I believe I read that his manager said that like don't count on him returning this season, no matter when the season starts again.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, they're the seventh seed, a game ahead, uh, or sorry, a half a game ahead of the Orlando Magic. So the a Bucks. Nets playoff series one and eight versus with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving would be loads of fun. But um yeah, that's about as far as silver linings go, I mean that's really all you're you're looking at is players getting more time to to get fully healthy. Uh but there is the flip side to it as as you noted. Is and it's the fear of, chance
1: that that leaves them less like a more at a risk to become unhealthy.
0: Oh yeah, because if you're coming back from a three month break and you're told to play playoff basketball, like at that level, you're gonna have guys pushing themselves to limits beyond probably what they're ready for. And at that point, that's just a recipe for disaster. So, the only other
1: potential maybe silver lining that I can see if you really, really squint and you're trying to find things is like Anthony Davis is a free agent this summer, in case you missed it. And like, there was always like like I think pretty much everybody assumes he's resigning, but at least now, like it, it, like if the if the season did get canceled or put off or whatever, like you Anthony Davis would I, you would think would feel like he had unfinished business. He certainly wouldn't have a reason to leave the Lakers with how well things had gone to this point. And so there's no like there's no chance that they get into the playoffs and they just like, you know, for whatever reason, look completely overmatched against the Clippers. I'm just speaking hypothetically, like something went really, really wrong. And it just looked like there was a chance, like there was reason for him to leave. Like, God forbid LeBron James gets injured or something like that. You know what I mean? And like, if they just don't play, then there's really no reason for Davis to leave. Not there are a ton of reasons for him to leave now, but you're not really taking the chance of creating one. And so like, if you really, really want to try and find silver linings in this, that is potentially one.
0: And there's also the financial implications of of the NBA salary cap, which I have, as far as expertise goes, the long-term projections of the NBA salary cap is not my forte by any means. Like, But if, if the NBA doesn't play the full length of their regular season schedule, they're obviously going to lose some money. They've already lost a ton of money. So assuming the salary cap doesn't spike the way it was expected to a few years from now. I think the chances of Anthony Davis signing a four or five year deal is much better than it was like just even a few weeks ago. Like if, if Anthony Davis isn't going to cash in on a bigger payday by signing a two plus one because of the financial hit the NBA took, uh, I think it is, it's, it's totally possible for them for Anthony Davis to sign uh, a long-term big money deal to stay in LA.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's like all theoretically possible. Like again, like this stuff at this point, we're projecting so far out that it's impossible to know whether or not we're right. Like all we can do is try and make the most educated guesses that we can based on like what we do know at this time, which is not a lot, but like, you know, the other thing that this, I guess, goes more in the negatives than in the positives, but is that like if the NBA doesn't cancel the season and they do extend it, then that means that they need to figure out a new time period for free agency. They need to figure out a new time period for the draft. Like they have to figure out a new time for summer league. And so then some of those traditions get upended and maybe players don't care about that. But like Maybe they do care about being off, having the off season at the same time that their kids are off from school or something like that. Or maybe they're just used to being able to take vacations in the summer versus like kind of less advantageous months in the fall. Like, I don't know. There's so much stuff that goes into this and like, do the lead, like do the broadcasters, are they on board with starting the season on Christmas and like having it go into the fall? Like what, like w- into August or whatever, like what do those viewership patterns look like? Like, I don't know. And I don't know if there's a way to project it, but there's just a lot of people that would have to get on board with, and there's a lot of factors that go into like messing with the season to this degree.
0: I, and I totally agree that, that I, I think the free agency is probably, the biggest question mark with with all of this everything that's going on is when are players going to be able to opt out of their contracts or sign a new contract it's it's it is crazy we have no idea what is going on just in general but especially right now uh, and hopefully by the next time we we talk to you or you hear from us we'll have uh either good news or or more clarity on the situation at hand until then harrison thanks for um for joining me as you as you do or as you have every week for the last three weeks is there anything you want to butt in and and plug before you go
1: um i may be on the search for a new fiance if she continues to make dinner in the background as we record podcasts but other (laughs) than that i think i'm probably good (laughs) what what uh what, what is she cooking Oh, she is uh, she is reheating microwave spaghetti because she decided that she couldn't wait for me to, uh, like, make dinner in, like, 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> well, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, what Was what you were going to make so much better than reheated spaghetti? I mean,
1: I was going to make, like, ho- probably homemade mac and cheese. So, like, I think that would have been better than, like, reheated, like, you know, like, spag- like spaghetti with meat sauce from last night. And I don't know. You'd be the judge.
0: Um, and that is where we'll end our show for this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, you'll you'll hear from. Us oh, there.
1: do you hear the microwave? Her dinner's ready, so I guess I gotta get going now. <laughs>